0: Hey, 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 good people, Rashawn Ali here, I hope you are happy and you have a smile on your face today because you woke up and for that you should feel grateful. Really, really happy and excited to have Allison Dazir on the show today. She's the founder of Harlem Run and Run for All Women. She was named by Women's Running as one of 20 women who are changing the sport of running and the world One of her initiatives raised over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for Planned Parenthood, and she has something great on the horizon this year with midterm run. So uh, if you feel like being inspired, if you want to hear about a life changing experience for someone, uh, this is the episode for you she is pretty much fantastic and i love her she's one of our cool people features here on the cool sora podcast and before we get into her episode called powdered feet i wanted to make sure that you are leaving us a five-star review on itunes make sure that you are clicking the subscribe button it is very very important to our longevity and how we are able to sustain in the world of podcasting. So, I'd love for you to write a review and you could be our review of the week. So, make sure you press those five stars and leave that review on iTunes and tell somebody to tell somebody that we're doing some great things here. Yep, I'm bragging on me. I'm bragging on my team. Yep. And you're a part of the collective, so you should be bragging on us as well. Okay? So, without further ado, here is Allison Desire with Powdered Feet Enjoy. Cool people do cool things. But once you realize, I can't get what I need from that situation, I have to like, do some personal self-development, then you go to the next level. I encourage people to get out of your comfort zone. What was your normal before? You gotta outsmart yourself, you gotta introduce yourself to a new way of living. Cool people say cool things. You need to make sure that people know who you are and what you stand for. And so I learned I have got to have unshakable belief in myself to be able to go out there and demand what it is that I know I deserve. I'm Rashawn Ali, and this is Cool People. Just be cool. It is a very special edition of the Cool Sword Podcast because I love it, love it, love it when we are able to share to uh, everyone our collective uh, and share more content and amazing people and the amazing person that we are going to talk to today is Allison Desir who is just an amazing woman and I've said amazing twice because I mean (laughs) that Uh, she's the founder of Harlem Run and Run for All Women she is an activist she is an athlete she is someone who motivates other people Allison thank you so much and welcome to the show how are you?
1: Thank you so much. I am very excited to be on this show and chatting with you today. I appreciate the opportunity. It is my absolute
0: pleasure. Named by Women's Running as one of 20 women who are changing the sport of running and the world, how did you even fall in love with running? That is a great
1: question. So for me, it started when I was actually really young. I earned my nickname, Powdered Feet, from my parents. Powdered Feet comes from the Haitian Creole saying that means you never see the person, just the footprints of where they've been in powder. So I was always running all over the place, participating in soccer and track, and um, really excelling from a young age. Um, But, you know, I sort of took a break from that. Well, I, I participated in high school, a little bit in college, but I sort of took a break after that and came back to running in 2012. Okay. And um, I was going through a period of depression at that point. My father was sick, he was diagnosed with Lewy body dementia, the person I was dating at the time was cheating on me, I oh couldn't my. find a job. Yeah, So all of these circumstances um, really led me to you know, be in bed all day and not leave the house. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, I was able to see one of my friends was training for a marathon and the journey was transforming who he was. He was um, not your typical runner. But suddenly, he was going for long runs. He was surrounded by a really friendly community. And I decided that I would, why not try it? Mm -hmm. So that's really where my marathon journey started. And through the process of training for my first marathon, I just found myself able to do things I never thought I could, finding community, um, fundraising a ton of money. And and once that happened, I knew I had to share that with other people. So my journey... Yeah, my journey really was from a very personal space into sharing with the community.
0: It's uh, amazing that you said that, Um, although I didn't start. Well, we kind of did when I was uh, just had my second baby. I was like, what can I do to like, Mm -hmm. you know, jumpstart the weight loss? And I ran a half, I trained for a half marathon and I totally understand because I'm new to running as well. I'm relatively new. I was a swimmer growing up. And so Mm -hmm. uh, running was uh, something I did with friends. And then we started like a small group and then it kind of dissipated. But it, it has been so when I. Listening to you, I know I need to get back on the pavement just because Mm. it was so good for me. And I would have these praise runs. And I, I hear you talking about how it just helped you come out of depression. What was the first thing that you learned about yourself once you started training for the marathon?
1: The first thing that I learned was that if I committed to a schedule or a training plan, the results were guaranteed. So I, I had been existing in this space where, I mean, I had no job, so I had no reason to get up, I had no reason to do anything, and so I wasn't seeing any progress in my life. But this training plan, it was like, it promised, you do X, Y, Z, you get this outcome. And I was like, oh my God, I just ran six miles, something I never thought possible. So that um, that sort of switch in, in the, the idea of training and, and going after a goal, I then was able to apply that in other areas of my life. Yes. And, and really um, create that sense of focus.
0: Totally. Because I remember my <laughs> that last like <laughs> point three miles. Oh, i right? will get you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like you. I'm like, if you can do this, you can do anything. If you can push through. So I totally understand those sentiments. But then you could have easily said, you know what, this marathon one and done, I'm done. Uh, (laughs) Let me find me a job. Let me find me a new relationship. But no, you went ahead and founded an organization. And now you're doing amazing things. Let's talk about what even uh, transpired for you to, to found Harlem run and then uh, run
1: for all women. Yeah, for me, I think I sort of, I felt like I had uncovered this secret and I was like, I was like, oh my God, everyone, did you know that running can change your life? So, <laughs> so I felt like it was my duty to go out there in the world. Of course, come to find out that lots of people knew about it, just maybe not people who are, you know, who look like me or who had the same experience as me. But I really became committed to this idea that I need to share this magical secret with other people. So I started really humbly with Harlem Run um, just committing to every Monday at 7 o'clock, inviting people to come and run with me. And, of course, nobody came for the first four months. So it was a very lonely four months of showing up and posting on social media. But the minute people did start showing up, you could just see that it was also transforming their lives. Yeah. So little by little, you know, we went from 10 people to 20 people to now the 200, 250 people who show up on Monday and Thursday nights. And um, it's more than just running. It's, yes. I see people lose weight. If that's their goal, I've seen people make relationships. I've seen people switch jobs because now they realize they can do more than they thought. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that's what, how running really has become the catalyst for Harlem run and now run for all women. So
0: run for all women is, uh, would you consider that your nonprofit, like, uh, nonprofit, um, approach to Harlem run or how do, how do the two marry or do they marry at all?
1: You know, they, so Run for All Women is, is, it's now a year old and it's so new that it isn't even, it's, it hasn't, it's not an entity yet, but it definitely came out of Harlem Run, came out of, you know, after the election, feeling like I hadn't done enough to, um, Prevent a Trump presidency, and mm-hmm. thinking about the ways that I could engage my community to do more. So naturally, that community uh, was Harlem Run. Right. So um, I decided that I wanted to organize and get to the Women's March by running from Harlem to D.C. That is. So this simple idea turned into you know almost a thousand people who joined us along the 250 mile journey, and uh, we raised a hundred thousand dollars for Planned Parenthood as well. Um, In an effort to really showcase that running is a vehicle for social change Mm -hmm. and that we were using running to send a message that, you know, you can't defund organizations that are important to us. Um, We're we're here to to make our voices heard.
0: Right. That's what I was going to ask you. Why did you choose to benefit Planned Parenthood?
1: Yeah, essentially that. And really just as, um, you know, I felt like it was such a direct threat to Mm -hmm. me women, even though Planned Parenthood is used by people of all genders. But it was really, um, a, I saw it as a threat um, of women's rights and women's reproductive rights. So um, that was the focus of, of that first run.
0: Yes. And, and now you're doing uh, something that I thought was, thought was very intriguing, the midterm run um, to support mm-hmm. candidates and help them flip their districts. Can you tell our, our, our listeners what that looks like, what it means and how they possibly can support in this effort? Absolutely.
1: So, you know, the, the run for all women, the first one run was really a reaction. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think of it so much as anti-Trump as pro, uh, you know, women's reproductive rights and women's rights and, and showcasing what we can do. But now with the midterm run, it's really after a year of organizing, recognizing that the way to make lasting change is to get people in office who are going to uh, vote for what we want, what we think is important. So with the midterm run, it's a it's a huge undertaking. And so we'll need everybody, everybody listening will need involved. Yes. Um, my team, we got together and we decided, you know what, let's uh let's raise funds. Three million dollars. Three million, of course, is the number of more votes that Hillary Clinton got than Donald Trump. Right. So three million is significant. <laughs> right. We're gonna raise three million dollars for eleven candidates, uh, and we'll run two thousand eighteen miles across six states. Wow. All the all the numbers are significant here. Eleven six twenty eighteen. Of course, is the date of the midterm. Oh 11. wow, you are a genius. Yes.
0: <laughs> I, I, how do you come up with this? Like, okay, so I, I want to kind of correlate everything to, yeah. to running because I feel like your mind and th- who you are and the makeup of who you are really kind of had a rebirth. Through running, like, Mm -hmm. do you find that your mind has been completely different since you've been since 2012 when you started this journey?
1: Totally. I actually I think about myself in 2012 and I know that, you know, who I am today was in there, but it, it was such a shell of myself running really um, brought out a lot more creativity, a lot more, um, my, my activism and my community building. Um, but I think really what's, what's the message that I hope gets across is that each of us has the ability to act and do something, whether it's activism or whether it's, you know, signing up for those last classes that you need to finish your college degree, whatever it is, we all have the tools to do that. For me, that's, that's through running and that's through organizing people in this way. Um, but so this is it's sort of like uniquely qualified for me to do this thing. But I, I do. And I've seen it over the past year, the way that men, women have used their set of talents, their skills to to act and accomplish their goals. Wow, that's beautiful.
0: Um, yeah. So how can people join that the midterm run? And like, what do we need to do in other cities? And like, can I help you in that effort in Atlanta? Like how how can I, I mean, essentially partner with you and what can people do um, just to kind of help in this effort? I think is I think it's major.
1: Awesome. Well, one of your girls, Inga Willis, is oh. actually on our team. So all right. <laughs> you are already involved, whether you know it or not. Awesome. Um, but so midtermrun.com is the website with all the information. Right now, um, we launched what midtermrun.com on the anniversary of our run, which was January 18th. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the next few weeks, we will be revealing who the candidates are, and what the route is, and um, lots of people have been signing up, showing their interest. So ultimately, what will happen is, you know, when we reveal this route, we'll be looking for people in the different states to almost own that mileage and help us get across the states. That's one part of it. The other part of it is obviously the huge fundraising efforts needed. Right. So circulating the information, um, we're, we'll be hosting a big kickoff event. And part of it also really is helping to demystify what the midterm elections actually are. Mm-hmm. You know, who are these people? Who are these House of Representatives? What is their significance? Because um, to be honest, the government is hard to understand. Yes, it <laughs> and, is. Yes, it you is. You know, and, and I think a lot of us feel embarrassed because we think we should know who these people oh, are, what they do, God. how we do. Yes. Yeah, and like, we should not be embarrassed. We should. Um, I just hope that we can do our part through this election, not only in raising this money and accomplishing this massive run, but also breaking down what this means, um, what is Congress, and inspiring more people to get out to register to vote. Wow.
0: Wow. Have you always had this like um, political, um, uh, I guess, say, what's what's the best word I could say? Have you always been interested in politics uh, now or has, has this come from running
1: I think I have. Even growing up, so my parents are um, are both immigrants. My father came to this country from Haiti when he was 27 and my mother, when she was 14, from Colombia. So I always had sort of a perspective on um, on politics because my parents were immigrants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they always had, uh, conversations about race and conversations about, uh, my father, I remember always talking about the Haitian revolution on Sundays, you know, which is not typical conversation. Right, right. So I always had this idea that even our very personal and private lives were somehow connected to, um, the world and to politics. Yeah. Um, but I guess again, like you said, you know, running really was this rebirth where I was able to lump all of it together um and be more uh I guess focused with my goals.
0: So uh, speaking of uh you know your your um you said your father's from Haiti, right? Yes. Yes. So uh how did 45's comments Uh. um (laughs) affect you? Um because my my stylist uh her husband is Haitian and so she Mm. has Haitian children and she was very sad that day and, and crying because you know her children had to go to school and defend that comment they go to predominantly white schools be, and you know yeah. it's going to be on the you know the top of everyone's mind but as you you as a person who's raised by a
1: man um, from Haiti how did it make you feel you know to be honest um, it's not new right mm-hmm. so uh, how I, I felt really angry I felt angry that this was coming up yet again um, but also not surprised because from the very birth of the first Black Republic, there was there was backlash, right? Yeah. From from France demanding money from Haiti for their own revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the idea is it, it's so it's funny because I actually happened to be at Haiti excuse me, be in Haiti at that time. I was traveling with my Haiti travels. A friend of mine has um, a, a travel agency that exclusively travels to Haiti to wow. show Haiti through her eyes.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: So I to, yeah, I happened to be there, and I was like. I felt like it was my responsibility to show the Haiti that I know and um, to show that it's a complex country just like anywhere else, but Mm -hmm. it's beautiful and there's opportunities there. And it's, you know, I was running in the streets and I was on the beach and and there's so much more to Haiti than 45 or, you know, anyone else would have you believe.
0: Right. Right. That's
1: why I think, again, the personal is political. A lot of other Haitian Americans I saw were also commenting on their experience. And it's unfortunate that we have to we feel like we have to defend ourselves yeah um but you know there's so much more than what this one man decides to wake up and tweet
0: so. yeah this guy <laughs> this guy huh. no more talk about him I, no. <laughs> <laughs> um how did you uh you know you're you're doing all of this amazing work hollum run run for all women you're raising money and then under armor calls or yeah. you what how did all this happen and I mean, do you know what you're doing for people like me who always wanted to partner with a big brand like that but like am I celebrity enough? Now you're showing right. people that celebrity is all relative. It is it's all relative. Mm. So yeah. tell yeah, so tell us how that partnership happened and how you've been able to kind of reshape what people think about partnership partnerships as big as that one.
1: Right. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm I didn't think I'd be showing you anything, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's sort of like it was this um this, uh, I once I got the ball rolling, all of these opportunities started to come and not like they fell from the sky. Like, I very much know that I was responsible for making these things happen, mm-hmm. but I do think that once you start putting yourself out there and your work out there, uh, people notice, right? Mm-hmm. The universe sort of like shifts and responds, but um, at the time. We were um, myself and other Harlem run leadership, and uh, Ron Williams, who you also know, a yes. um, mentor of mine. we were we started to put feelers out for sponsors at the very same time that Under Armor was interested in expanding their running department. Mm-hmm. So it sort of was it was good timing, and they also they just couldn't pass up on working with a super diverse, super fun um, community of people of all ages, all races. And, um, and what, what I've liked about the experience is that when Under Armour came in the scene in New York, New York was only Nike, right? So yeah. it was interesting, a new brand and also introducing, um, a new way of of partnering with a brand where the brand didn't want to just give us stuff. They also wanted to support our initiatives, yes. you know? And of course, knowing that Misty Copeland was a part of the brand was like a win. I was like, wherever she goes, yeah, I'll <laughs> um, go. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was easy. But yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. And obviously Under Armour has had a tough year. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that what's important for me is relationships. Yeah. I feel honored to have spoken to Kevin Plank, um, to have a relationship with Adrian Lofton, who's a black woman um, right. there. And so I know that, that I'm important to them and that my goals are important. And uh, that's what we're building.
0: Oh my goodness. Where do you want to take, What where, where do you see Harlem run and run for all women like long-term or is it one of those things that you're just pounding the pavement and getting things done uh, in, in, in short term? Mm. You know, it's, it's a mix of both.
1: Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, we've got these goals and we're going to get there. Other times I'm like, I don't know what's next. Just post something. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do think that uh, with Harlem run, I think that it's sort of setting uh, or creating a model um, and there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of amazing groups out there already, m- many of which are in Atlanta. Shout mm-hmm. out to Black Girls Run, Black Men yes. Run. Um, but it's really about showcasing how you can create community and uh, running be a vehicle for something more, for mm-hmm. social change, for community building, for activism. And the goal really is around Creating a physical space where all of this happens. Right. Um, not sure where that first space will be, hopefully, you know, within the next year or so, but almost like creating a, an incubation center yes. or like a WeWork around fitness and community and oh, That's good, Allison.
0: That is very good. I that's want you to the whole- do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's oh that's good I just really got chills that sounds awesome <laughs>
1: okay but so you're you're on the board there you go <laughs> there you go
0: boom I'm there wow that's fantastic okay yeah I can't wait to see that happen and yeah you, you're putting it out in the universe and it, it, it yeah. will happen it will come to pass speaking of the universe
1: I've heard you mention the universe a lot yes. what,
0: what's your spiritual walk like
1: you know, for me, it really is that it's, um, I'm not, uh, I always say I'm not a religious person because I've never, um, it's funny, my parents both came from, you know, going to church every Sunday in their countries and then came to the United States and, you know, stopped going to an actual space. Mm-hmm. So I've never been religious in that way, but I definitely have, um, this belief in, in the universe and things happening for a reason and, um, you know, sort of like a connection between people. Yeah. For example, uh, when I first started Harlem Run, I was showing up every Monday and nobody seemed to to care. Right? And then I was searching on social media and I don't know what got into me, but I decided to search the hashtag We Run Harlem. Mm-hmm. I found uh, Amir who was hosting a run club from his church every Sunday. And I, you know, you can see all this on social media. So I reached out to him. I said, hey, I have a run club on Monday. I'm going to come run with you. You come run with me. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, you know, he became a captain and a leader in the group, and now we're engaged to be married. What right? the heck? Yes, yes. Swear to God, you could search the hashtag, you can look on Twitter, all of this is public. But I do think, again, this is the universe sort of pointing me in a direction of um, somebody else who is really committed to the same things that you are. He had a girlfriend at the time, obviously, what? no longer with a girlfriend, right? So there's there's something out there that uh, picks up on positive energy and, um, has been helpful in my life but oh I, my god
0: <laughs> look at this running running got you with this these amazing organizations you with underarm and got your man too
1: <laughs> listen i it's funny because i was on carrie champions show and she oh, was like look at, if, if you try to find your man go for a run i was like i can't promise that
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i've had carrie on my show too look look at this circle we have
1: love it (laughs) yes
0: that is so amazing well i am so happy for you that is fantastic uh what is your definition of cool allison
1: Hmm. it's a good one cool i think for me really has when i when i think somebody's cool i think it has to do with um a person who's consistent with their values mm-hmm. and is is sort of like shameless about it, you know. Right. Um, which is why you could be nerdy, cool. You could be cool in different ways because it's like you're you're owning who you are and you are rocking it loud and proud. Yes, and that's what you're doing. Yeah, I'm, I might be nerdy or weird or whatever esoteric to people, but I'm like, yo, this is this is me. You win or you out? Yeah. <laughs> Besides running,
0: what what else do you do for Allison?
1: Um I've just started focusing on um yoga and mindfulness oh because God. Are we the same yeah. person? Hello. Face hey Rashawn, me. Rashawn, <laughs> Rashawn, are you there? <laughs> because I think you know a lot of this uh, this all of this really does come from my mental health and I am a super anxious person. I um thankfully I haven't had episodes of depression really since 2012, but I have a hard time um, Removing myself and and just finding times to to think and be with my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I really am trying to give myself that space to be calm, to um, get away from my phone, get away from everything that's going on in the world around me, and um, and, and do yoga and do some meditation. Yes. Also as a runner, you know this, like, I I don't stretch that often. So yeah, I'm super stiff. And I really want to work on that. Okay, that's good.
0: That's good. So hopefully, we maybe we should uh, check in with one another to see how everything's going. Because I'm on that path (laughs) too. But I've I've started to do it in the morning, at least doing a little yoga with some sun salutations and uh, child's Mm. pose and all that. But I've been meditating. I've been upping my time every day but not trying to do meditation like other people i'm doing meditation that works for me yeah whether it's the positive thinking of that day things that i want for myself or being quiet and not putting um any restraints on my mind that's Mm. what i'm doing yeah so
1: yeah i I think that's so important because even when when we're saying these words listeners like it definitely evokes something like when you say yoga and meditation mm -hmm. it seems something that's so out of reach. But it really could just be like, like you said, doing some sun salutations mm-hmm. and getting in child pose yes. and just sitting quietly for five minutes. Yeah. It's not something that has to be so out of reach for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the little, you know, you start off with a little and then you expand or you may just stay where you are. I just, I just, you know, people judge other people's walk and we, we shouldn't do that. Right. Yeah. Right. We shouldn't do that. So tell everybody how they can find out more about what you're doing um, and stay in contact with your, with all the great things that, that you have going on.
1: Absolutely. So Midterm Run is the newest initiative. Go to midtermrun.com and there's a little form there to indicate your interest. Um, So that's the big project for this year with Run for All Women. And then if you're in Harlem and you want to come hang out and run and be part of the movement, as we call it, uh, uh, harlemrun.com, Harlem Run on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and then, of course, if you want to find me, uh, Alison M. AllisonMdazir on Facebook, Twitter. You basically can't miss me because we are very social. Very, very social.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Allison, it has been my absolute pleasure to have you uh, on the show today. We've been trying thank to make you. this happen for quite some time, but I, thank uh, God. It thank has you happened so much. It has been my absolute pleasure. And I'm so very happy for you and whatever I can do in Atlanta. I think yeah. uh, you guys have already kind of said I'm about to do something. So yeah, uh, I'll you be there already for it. on board. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm already on board. Well, Allison, have a great rest of your day. And thank you so much for um, sharing your story today.
1: Thank you, Rashawn.